This is getting way too complicated. I am Caleb Hart. <laughs> that is Shane Smith. And that is Ryan Cully in a dress. Thank Woo! you, JJ Hickle. <laughs> <laughs> Looking absolutely beautiful tonight. I, I know, still think right? you should Stunning. take... who are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I still oh, think man, you The tag's take... over there on the floor. It was a brand new dress, too, that we found it at uh, Valueville. It's down there, Caleb. You can find it. I, I mean, I think you look good. It, uh, so for those of you that just listened to the podcast, it is a white polka dot dress and it's got these neat little well, like, no, it's a water... black dress with white polka dots. Sure. Whatever it is. Okay. I, I, I just... can wear it after Labor Day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think polka dots are in anymore. Like, I think that was like maybe five years ago. You could pull that off. Um, well, I can confirm that it was a women's dress. <laughs> Uh, I cannot confirm the manufacturer. Oh, distributed by Target Corporation. Ooh. So it was a Target brand dress. You uh, are a little bit larger than I thought you were. Wow. It's you the know? broad shoulders. It is. Yeah. yeah, he's a size 20 to 22. But he wears it well. Yeah, or an XXL in Target sizing. Got a heck of a buy on it, though. Good job. I'm not at, at $8.99. I'm not sure. Oh, it was, it was originally, originally 30 Yeah, but then it got clearance so priced. Mm. To Lord knows what. So, anyways, Clearance, good job. Yeah. No I, way to pay it. Way be a man and pay up on your bet. You're right. Or less of a man to pay up <laughs> on your bet. And JJ, thank you so much for for not having the amazing Yakima weekend that you're gunning for. Just a merely good one. But I did win another bet. Because, what did you win? Uh, Chico was relatively smooth Ooh. all weekend, except it, for the high groove on Friday night. Apparently. Yeah. But but here's the thing: is like the midgets weren't going to be up there anyway. Uh, uh, all right, fair enough. I and and it just after running that track, I I just don't think. I, I don't know. I, it was beautiful. I liked oh, it. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. Here's I, and it just everything about that place worked. Like they've got it fine tuned, in my opinion. It was nice. It was a good. Ev- everything ran really, really smooth. While we were, the 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 one hiccup is, um, they make you run a weird receiver number, and they didn't talk on it until. Um, it was time to go out and heat race, which was weird. Yeah. Um, so if you're running it like, and, and I, I think I'm all for like in practice, somebody saying something on the receiver, just hey, race, receiver check boys. Or it would have been cool. Cause, uh, they sent us out hot. So it was green once you got onto the track for practice. Ugh. So it would have been nice over that. the receiver to maybe that was just right. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, <coughs> so at about a month or so. If we're still shop talking, or even if we're not, I'm going to ask you guys again what your thoughts of Chico are, because I have this funny feeling that you're still kind of in the, boy, that was a fun weekend afterglow. Mm, unless you had the, ah, I don't know. My weekend was good. Uh, my Friday night started well and then went poorly. And then Saturday was just okay. So as far as the racing for me went, yeah. But uh, I mean, from what everybody has said. And from what I have seen on the internets, because I read those things, um, the uh, the the atmosphere and the big family kind of party that it was really made the thing really made the thing go. So that's credit to Gar- Carlin Galen. They foster that. They helped along with that, and the, and the guys that you race with. I mean, the series is a bunch of good guys, a bunch of good guys and good gals generally. There's a couple of turds here or there, but we do a good job of weeding them out and making them stay home. Um, and for the most part, it seems like that was the environment that was down there for the weekend and everybody had a good time. And that gets going to go a long way to retaining those good feelings about the good time that was had. 
right now, while you guys are still in your happy, you know, your your post silver dollar speedway coital afterglow, I'm not going to bring up the other things that I have seen from it just because I don't think it's going to have any effect. But about a month from now, I will. And you'll go, oh, maybe you're not 100% wrong. Let, let I me, don't know. Part of the, part of it, I, there was, what, 57 sprint cars there? A lot there more was, sprint cars. There was 100 there was cars be. in the pits. Yeah. They, um, a lot and, of cars. And an additional eight wingless sprints. So and, and Well, then there couldn't around. have been 100 cars in the pits. Well, there was 30 midgets, 57 sprint cars, and eight means 90-something. Okay, uh, I think they there's actually, a lot. I think they actually had more sprints Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, did they? They had more. Yeah, mm. fifty-seven was the Friday number, and then more showed up Saturday. Wow. So, so they, let's just call it. I mean, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, I'm mean, sorry. You're among 90. three classes. There's a lot of race yeah, cars there, and and I can like just watching some of the 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 wingless stuff. That track must be absolutely epic when you get like a CRA event or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and I want to touch on kind of what you're talking about. And I know. Friday night was was a bit of a one lane track, um, moisture down low, dry slick uh, um, up to a rough rough cushion that a midget's not going to work in. Like there was no way to run it. Maybe you could have done one and two. Um, there were sprint car guys complaining about how rough the high yeah, side was on Friday night. There were some big holes because a couple times to try and make things work, I put the midget up on the cushion and quickly regretted it physically. Mm-hmm. I was out so. there. I. Um, during the parade laps for the A main, I went up in three and four. And I was like, I wonder how rough this is. And the car bottomed out. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to stay on the bottom. <laughs> but at the same this time, this bottom groove will be fun. <laughs> um, at the same time, I, it it was different than some of the one lane. Um, uh, compared to Elma, when we run Elma and it's one lane on the bottom, mm-hmm. there was so much more passing than that. So, and, and I know what you're saying is like, yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't the raciest track, but at the same time, there was, I mean, I, sure. I, so I started 19th and ended up 10th. Sure. I, uh, and you and I have talked, talked offline on, on your way back Saturday night took rubber, yeah. took a lot of rubber. It was, but it was hard. multiple lanes of rubber. I've and so guys seen a racy ch- track like that. Yeah. yeah guys could up. choose the lane that they were running the rubber in. So I kind of understand your, yeah, it was rubbered up, but it was still good formula because at least you weren't rubber down and committed to having to be in this one spot in it right yeah it was you could try something it generally you think of rubber down racing is terrible that might be the one instance in which rubber down racing isn't as bad where you can at least choose a couple of different places to try to get in and in and around it, it, i mean but, one and two you could pretty much run bottom to top and and be about the same speed i think the function of what you're seeing there is a smaller racetrack Yes. Right. Because Gray's is a big three eights. You know what yeah. I mean? Where the midgets typically don't really go all that high to begin with. Right. Every time I've ever seen the midgets at Gray's, if somebody is really running the high side, it's for a little bit to try well, to pass somebody. Let's be honest. Even the sprint cars don't utilize the entire. No, track. they really don't. Like if, if you ever saw a sprint car, quote unquote, on the wall at Elma, it's, yeah, it's oh, shocking. It doesn't happen. Uh, and, and I've seen a lot of Elma highlights, maybe a couple of times they're up there. Usually it's a war for the bottom. Yeah. You get a smaller racetrack where um, a smaller, and I always assumed the Chica was high banked. Am I wrong on it that? Is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a it smaller. feel it though. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, there's times the Chico looks super flat to me, but then you watch the way the cars get into corners and how they load and unload. And you're like, oh, that's got some tilt to it, right? 
you've got a smaller racetrack with more banking in it, yeah, you're going to get more grooves of racing no matter how yeah. much rubber is down on it, right? I'll, I'll say it was really exciting watching the Saturday night sprint car main. Um, it was like so they actually had i think they grooved it or they they did some track prep i didn't get a chance to watch it like right after our race and before the the sprint car race and because it took rubber in our race and i think they tried to get rid of that for the sprint car race um yep. the rubber came back about halfway through mm. for the sprint cars but you could watch them everybody on the cushion you know and actually a lot of i'll say let me also say this why i'm kind of thinking about um with all those holes up top and stuff like that, it leads to mistakes. And the mistakes actually make for a lot of passing. It's one of the complaints about old Skagit is that, you know, it was rough and it tore up cars and stuff like that. But you know what? It, was, it wasn't get up top and hold the hammer down. It was, okay, I'm going to have to yeah. kind of guide, guide around. And every once in a while, it led to better racing. Exactly. Maybe not necessarily good on equipment, but <laughs> yeah. it, it led to some spectator enjoyment. Yeah, um, but, I mean, overall, very clean racing. And, and honestly, that, that A-Main was... Just incredible. Uh, when you watch those guys start on the very top, and then you could almost just see where the left rear is running there. It's like, oh, there there comes the rubber. There yep. comes the rubber. And, and you could watch, it's like, okay, who's going to be the first one to... And everybody kind of followed Kading. Mm -hmm. is, is nobody wanted to be the one to try it. Right. But slowly Kading. And, and you could just watch that's the... the that's the benefit of being the hunter as opposed to the hunt and the prey at that point yeah. in time, right? If you're running second, you've got some freedom to try some stuff. If you're in the lead, it's really hard to get off what you're doing. No, well, but no. was out front Yeah, Kading was out front. And yep. dominant. But, but I think everyone else was worried about getting off the cushion. Um, and maybe Golubic was actually the first one to really drop down. He really just put his right rear um, down about three feet probably. Mm -hmm. um, and then you could just watch the whole thing come down, 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 down. And then people got to pick and choose their entry points. Yep. And as a side note, for a place that's kind of lost its luster, and and we we I beat that to death into the ground. It, yeah. For it was the only show in California this last weekend, and that was a great field of talent. That A main, I'm I'm looking through the driver roster on the A main, and they drew every hitter in California. It was every single one. Part oh, of that yeah. too is it was the Stephen Al. It's the Stephen Allard Memorial Race, and SA was loved by generally everybody. So they yeah. want to come out and run his race too. But boy, that drew it really was. It I drew mean, it every driver in California to that yeah. deal. So that was cool. And and that was what I, you know I was amazed at. It was like there were fifty seven sprint cars, but and there were half probably of them were great. But yeah, there's probably forty that were you know dirt cup A main cars. Oh. Selzies are there. Allard, Jonathan got a ride for the weekend. Yeah, I don't know who went. Facinto. I'd love to see, you know, uh, we were pretty busy, but I'd love to see who, like, didn't transfer out of the B. It's I a pretty interesting looking list. I, yeah. I, I looked at it because I go through those things because I'm sick, but, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, overall, okay. And, and uh, um, two things to touch on. One, they had a little, like, uh, um, the foot. Like the shoe mud wiping stations. Oh yeah, right outside. Right outside the, the bathroom of the pits, which oh, is super I've seen nice. It's just before. angle iron, and it's just like it's so simple yet so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one thing I really liked. Uh, the other thing that kind of amazed me is there wasn't what I would call as much of a crowd. Um, I think I mean it looked like a maybe a bigger night at Elma, crowd wise. And I've I've. And looking back, goes back to a point that that I beat into the ground a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, sorry, I, you've got no matter how good you you think you can make at this point, there comes a saturation point where you've done wrong for so long. 
that earning that trust back is going to take a long time. Well, but they're, and they're even changing the, promoters, aren't they? Don't know. I thought they just had within the last couple of years. Oh, I thought that they were they were changing them again. Uh, my highlight for the weekend is uh, Laura Henderson. And, Did you get to uh, see and Mike, Mike and Laura? We uh, camped with Mike and Laura. Oh, cool. So we pulled Big Red in next to them and did maintenance and stuff, and that was really cool. And they're, I mean... They're having their own world tour. Kind of a right, cool deal. Right, and they're going to... It sounds like next summer they're going to go out again and uh, world tour again. So they saw a lot of cool tracks, and it was it was just really nice to uh, to catch up with her and, and Mikey about everything. So <coughs> They've seen some stuff now. They have they have seen some stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and I got to, I mean, just a huge shout out to the entire Midget series for, for getting, what was our final car count? 31, 32? Because we you lost Prickett from Friday night, but so you we, gained Eric Turner. So and you then were, we lost, yeah, and then we um, auto Jorgensen. 31 um, or 32 cars. Yeah. It was north of 30, though, cool. or at 30. Cool. So, I mean, and that's, that's, I mean, we ran a solid B main both nights. Yeah. So as opposed to a liquid B main, <laughs> as as opposed to like a four car B main. I mean, they, we left talent behind. You know what we, you know what we call a four car B main? Hmm. The back of the A main. For I, showtime purposes, we call that <laughs> a large A main. Um, <laughs> so I'll say this: um, I I actually had to transfer out of the the B both nights. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, Friday night. Don't you know that the king of the beam yeah, is in an address so, right to your left? <laughs> <laughs> um, Friday night, just a super stacked heat race. I mean, it was. Um, you look at it and you go, oh. Colton. Um, it was what? It was it Colton, Crum, um, Prickett. Prickett? Is my. Was that. What, Which David? car? 22G. Yeah. 20, yeah uh, 22G. Yeah, that's Prickett. Okay. Um, I can't remember who else was up there. And, um, oh, I think I think Jorgensen was up there. Yep. Jonathan version. Yeah. Mm, although Otto's not he's, a slouch either. Yeah. He's getting but, I mean, better every kinda, time. And, and I mean, I was like, I finished behind um, um, Colton, but it was at that point, it was a super heavy track. You don't lift. Yep. It, it was kind of, it was pretty one lane and, and I wasn't going to move anybody to, to make it. Right. I also didn't think that like staying in, like starting in one pot and finishing there was going to be a B main car in the B. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, you know, I kind of looked at the B main. I was like, Oh, there's some good cars there. And it's I was one like, of those deals about the, that passing points format that, that some nights you can start and maintain and be okay. You could have a tail end of the A main to mid pack in the A main start, depending on if there's guys who backed it way up and came way forward. And then on other nights, you know, if you maintain and the rest of the field just is like, okay, up a couple, up a couple, up a couple, you're hosed, right? Yeah, and, and this is like we, I think I've seen it at Deming more often than not. Um, it comes back to your heat race draw and who's in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I've had, you know, I had one really easy draw there this year that it was like three quarter throttle, maybe <laughs> yeah, type deal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but thank you racing gods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I didn't, I didn't get that this weekend. And, and so I had to absolutely fight for that third in the B main. I mean, it was like, I mean, Nick Larson was in front of me. Um, actually Prickett won that thing. Mm. And, um, then I was able to just follow him up all the way through the started right behind him in the, in the A and just followed him. I and, see. Um, but yeah, and then Saturday night we just uh, we actually had engine troubles. Um, so first time all year though. So I've got to say that, that. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah. the twenty one J has been fighting the motor. 
it was and it was lot. just uh, it would kind of cut up <sighs> cut out randomly, which by the way um, is really fun. When you're in the middle of like one and two, just full full throttle, whoa, things, whoa, whoa, things whoa. just buried on the right rear, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just cuts out. Car unloads, all that fun stuff. Front oh end goes yeah, to the right, and we lost. Uh, um, and we lost. Um, Somebody said something guests. funny on the on the on the Facebook um, live thing, so. and then we also lost power steering. Oh God! Yeah. Well, so, like, okay. The if the motor part- goes goes off, right? Then the pump on the then the pump's not working, right? It was it was a leak. Oh, okay. Of some sort. Right, but yeah, it was just and and unfortunately, like we probably lost two tenths every corner just when the motor cut out. Nice. And on that track, you it's can't. Not, yeah, you, you can't, can't recover that. from that. And so I I managed to finally safely get it out of the way gotcha. and off the track. And and I think we you know with like two to go, it just started getting worse and worse. It was like, mm. nah, this isn't. Once we got lapped, it's like we got to get off. But now you got a whole off season to figure it out. Exactly. So I went out to hot lap on Friday night and things were going well and like the car was working good and I was like, oh, this is happy, right? <laughs> and then uh, the, on the cool down lap, uh, the engine shut off going into three. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was over. Like I thought the weekend was done. Uh, we just broke a belt off of the front, but like, ah, yeah. I, <laughs> so screaming in the corner. What did you guys turn for RPM down there, by the way? I turned 71, 72. Same. Yeah, what we we turned everywhere. Okay, so screaming in the corner like 35 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. sure. So all, I mean. Actually, you probably carry pretty good speed going in the corners well, there in those I cars, right? On, yeah. I, I finished on Skagit gearing. Okay. And I would I would have liked a little bit uh, more RPMs, but but Skagit gearing was not far out. Actually, especially for that A-Main Saturday, Skagit gearing probably was, was in, perfect. In the heat race and hot laps, you could run around the top there flat foot. Yeah, I'm imagining you're probably entering corner at Gosh, if our average lap speed at Skagit, I think on the high end is about 82, 83 miles an hour. So you're probably entering, you're probably 77, 78. That's got to feel like a lot of speed there, at that point. It carries place. a lot more momentum than Skagit does through the turns. And, and, I, and I don't know if it just feels that way due to tighter turns. Um, okay. But especially, I mean, man, when that thing rubbered up, I mean, you were moving. Mm. It was... It's like driving an asphalt car at that point. Pretty much. Nice. Well, and you didn't like those right rear tires anyways, right? <laughs> the, the right rear on the 21J is completely bald. Tristan killed a tire. Um, right fronts are showing Oh, yeah. We wear. shredded a right front, too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's just two tires and not three. I mean, that's... Some people complain about left rears, but we didn't really touch hey. one, so... Well, it's less expensive than I thought. Hey, and kudos to... to uh, uh, was it Beard, you said? Who stepped up and bought the driver's pit passes? Oh yeah, that was super weekend. cool. What an yeah. awesome deal that is! Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, over thirty cars, fifty bucks a night. I figure that's three k output and sponsorship just to get the drivers in the back. Yeah, it was just, that's awesome. You know, and, and end of the season, a uh, big trip like that. It, it's it it's means hard a on lot. The wall- yeah. yeah, it's hard on the wallet, and just to have that, it was like I remember when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, so thankful. Good for deal. It. Yeah, and good it just, deal. It's just a there. little bit less stress on the on everybody and. Um, I will say this about tire wear that was like Friday night didn't even touch them. Yeah. So but that was kind of a nice surprise too. Right. Good deal. Uh, should we talk a little bit about uh, Devil's Bowl Speedway? You can if you'd like. They're trying to. It annex. is your show after all. <laughs> it's our show. Um, is anybody being funny on the internet? By the way, just checking. Really. I I don't know. JPG was said something. JPG can type. JPG can read. 
Whoa. Yes, speak to text. <laughs> oh, okay. Phew. Okay, just checking. It's probably Reese sitting there with the phone in front of him. Okay, what do you want to say now, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> just slap Panda. It'll be fun. Um, Give so, that Panda a slap. I'm sorry. So Grace Harbor, trying- Raceway Track Champion, Panda Reese gets. Continue now. Uh, that would be middle finger emoji from John. <laughs> I believe that's directed at you, Kevin. I'm sure it is. You're welcome. I miss you. Um, so apparently they're trying to annex Devil, Devil's Bowl Speedway. Saw that. You sent me the link to the article. Yeah. So uh-huh. Lanny Edwards passed away, who was the guy. He was the mover and shaker. He owned Devil's Bowl, Lawton. He had one more in his triangle of, of things that he owned, but he was co-promoter of the shootout and the Chili Bowl and all that stuff, right? So with Lanny gone, now you kind of have this big void in in head figure for that deal. And I'm guessing, this is all guess, this is all conjecture, now people who have been thinking, oh, racetrack's too loud for years and years, are seeing this void and going, let's strike. Likely that's what's happening. I can yeah. see that happening. It'd be like if Paul just up and decided to die, right? All the people who thought the Deming was too loud for years and years and years probably go, oh, the track promoter has left. Now's the time, right? Because people are mercenary like that and terrible, and I hate them. Yeah. It would just be a terrible thing to see because it's a um, giant part of sprint car history. I mean, it's where the outlaws got their start. It is. It's important to the local economy down there in some ways. It's um, the only reason Derek Homewood and I visited Mesquite. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's it's the home track for for home track. Um, the AS Sprint, ASCS National Tour runs there twice a year. The Outlaws are there. They run an almost, at least in every other weekend, they have like a 305 division or something there, and about 19 bajillion modifieds, right? So there's a lot of cars that that run Devil's Bowl Speedway and have built cars to race Devil's Bowl Speedway. And if that goes away, the racing economy in that area is going to take a big hit, and that's going to be a big deal. Uh, say say what you will for the history of the place. First track the Outlaws ever ran on. You know what I mean? I mean it's 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 got a lot of history to it. It would be Devil's Bowl going away is is almost the Texas version of Manzanita going away. Yeah, it, it's at that level place. You know, and and people my Maybe, age don't know much about Manzanita. Manzanita, Manzanita was kind of dying by the time yeah. I started becoming aware of it. But Manzanita didn't didn't really affect the economy though. Gr- granted, because you're in a giant city. Yep. But well, Mesquite's not small. Mesquite uh, yeah, and Dallas, that. Mesquite and Dallas Fort Worth are kind of like, you know, three people doing things with stuff. <laughs> um, Manzanita was Manzanita was head, tough because there have. were there were other tracks, but nothing like Manzanita. Right, like Manzanita was just a great facility, um, and had so many options and. The the car counts were incredible, and I I don't remember ever seeing a bad show at Manzanita. I don't remember ever seeing a show at Manzanita, so you've got me topped there. So, um, I I played it in the video game about a billion. (laughs) Well, it wasn't on the PlayStation game, but it was on the computer game that came out just before the PlayStation game. And I remember loving Manzanita because Manzanita always looked like it was banked at like a forty five degree like Bristol angle. Any banking, really? On the it on was the flat. Half, uh, which track? <laughs> oh, half, is it the a half mile? Had very little banking, and then the was it a quarter mile inside? 
I think it was a, I think it was a quarter mile. You got me on that one. My Manzanita history is fuzzy at best. Um, quarter mile inside did have a good amount of banking. Um, and so I went to school in, in Arizona, and the first night I ever even got into town happened to be a Saturday night. Uh, I think this was August, and I was kind of like, you know what? I, I bet there's a race going on at Manzanita, and this is kind of before Facebook, <laughs> and you know, so I kind of just Wait, drove out to the track. The world existed before Not Facebook. Did it though? Did it? <laughs> That's why the dinosaurs died. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> There's a big asteroid. I, I vaguely remember a like, guy named Tom and a top eight, but that, that's that's all I got. No, that was that was your prison life. <laughs> <laughs> but so the first night I get into town, I was like, you know what? I, I gotta go. I gotta go check out Manzanita Speedway. I'd been there before um, a couple of times. Continue on. <laughs> first night I get in there, it happened to be the Western World Championship, which Ooh. was which it was. 360s and 410s. They run the 360s. Wingless, right? Wingless, yeah. Yeah. They run the 360s on the quarter mile, and they run the 410s on the half mile. And, and like, to watch those things on the half mile is cool because there's a little bit of a uh, where the quarter mile would turn into turn one. They share the front straightaway. Okay. And so there's a little bit of a jump going into one. Ooh, like the whoopty at Skagit for Almost. years and years. Yeah, but this one's predictable. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll say this. They ran, I mean, these are, you know, I, I think that was a USAC event. Well, yeah, it would have been because Darlin won. So that was a USAC yep. event. You're talking about the best in the country, yep. along with a lot of the CRA guys. And it was so between two 40 lap main events, maybe it was 30 on the half mile. I don't remember. Yep. One yellow flag. Wow. And off in the distance, like 50 miles away, like I'm sitting in the grandstands, about 50 miles away is South Mountain. South Mountain is having a lightning storm. So okay, like that would have been cool. The entire mountain's being lit up the whole night by lightning as I'm watching the best non-wing sprint cars <laughs> in the country. And Dave Darlin puts on the show of a century. Oh, yeah. Just maybe one mistake. Maybe one. Just puts a half track. Nice. On, it was just like, it was absolutely incredible. And I was sold on me. Talk, talk about an event that, that disappeared. You don't hear anything about the Western world anymore. That was a that was one of the crown jewels Absolutely. of non-wing racing, and now it's just kind of. I don't know where they do they have it. At Canyon? It's bounced. Okay, uh, might be it might be at the track in Tucson now, which I think is USA Raceway. But yeah, and I've i they've I think it's gone ag- and I think it's gone down in purse, and I think it's gone down in car count and all that. Like most places, if you say yeah, this is the race, I can tell you the track it's at, yeah. the general time frame that it's at. That one, I've just lost complete track of. And so. that's always tough. Um, uh, well, you know, Turkey Night's gone, kind of gone through that on the pavement world. They are trying to bring Turkey back, Turkey Night back on the dirt. Correct. They're trying hard on that. And I well, think, because I, well, it's at Ventura now too. That's yeah. probably the right place for it. Yeah, because they've had that. Years and years and years ago, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they, the, the weather is at least predictable down there at that yeah. time of year, right? So you're not going to get a bunch of guys hauling out to run a race that's not going to happen. Ventura is a quarter mile, I believe. So, I so. You, you've raced there. The, yeah, it's about a quarter mile. Okay. Yeah, it's not big. Compared yeah. to Paris, it's tiny. No, yeah, but it's a, right? it's a neat track to run. It's, 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 a flat, it's like Hannigan. Uh, it's like a wider Hannigan, a wider hooked up Hannigan. Oh, fun. Do they actually do track maintenance? Yeah, probably. They own a tractor. <laughs> one singular tractor. Which, which Hannigan, I do not believe, does. No, they might have a garden hose, but it's <laughs> king. Yeah. They got a guy with a five-gallon bucket of water. 
<laughs> and a creek over one. <laughs> it's a five mile walk. Put some moisture around the top. Sure, go get a bottle of water for the concession stands. <laughs> I just. Uh, and talk to talk about water five dollars. <laughs> talking about water, um, watching the track crew at, at at Chico was impressive, and watching how many times, like just Saturday as we're working on the cars, that water truck never stopped either getting filled or putting water down. I don't want you to give anybody ideas. Stop <laughs> that right now. <laughs> no, but uh, they, they needed it there. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was warm was, outside, mid seventies. Yeah, low eighties. It was in shorts all weekend. Pl- yeah. Nice. It was nice. You would have liked wearing that dress this, there, right? <laughs> as opposed to this lovely 40-degree weather that we've got going on. And I am rocking this dress, by You the really way. look good. I think I'm going to take it out. I think I, you yeah. And at that point, I'll be leaving. <laughs> Actually, no. At that point, I'll be coming with. I, I, I just think you're going to want a belt with He took the hat off. See? Yeah. doesn't bring out his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a nice, maybe some, maybe some capris, some white capris with a belt. And I think you could pull it off. Oh, like the waist, the, the big yeah. thick waist yep. belt. Yeah, Ooh, I mm. just got rid of my last big thick waist belt last week. I guarantee you, there's at least one woman watching this who probably because ha- every woman has a Jonathan. Big- what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, what instead of like a just a large waist belt? And actually, this brings up a point. <laughs> Screw trophies. Bring back trophy girls. Oh, well, that oh my too. God, because Dirt Cup's trophy girls, all of Skagit's big money race trophy girls sucked this year. Not because they were unattractive, but because you put them in jeans and a t-shirt and you're like, oh, here's a trophy girl, which is not what, I mean, when you think trophy girl, that's not what you think. And maybe that makes me well, on sexist. Well, Saturday but night at Dirt Cup, they were in dresses. They were. Were they? It was yeah. on the preliminary nights that they, uh, yes. but no. I want the first of all. I want, you want the gold cup chicks and bikinis back? Is no, what you I want the want. dog to stop trying to eat my slipper. <laughs> but I also, Kimber. <laughs> I also like. I want. I want a belt, a championship oh, belt. So did you? <laughs> you guys awesome were busy racing. Be? Did you see the the belts handed out at the national open? No. Did, oh, they, did they do belts? They did belts. Well, we're going to have to go run that next year. <laughs> okay, well, now so, if, like, uh, Carla, Galen, if I haven't irritated you guys too much, which I know yeah. I've really been <laughs> pushing. stop but, now. Huh? Yeah. Maybe for whatever you want to have as your premium race next year, whatever you want to have your big show race be, maybe you, you pitch in a little bit and you buy a belt for the win. That would be so cool. The problem is, well, the belt trophies are about... Like you can go online. Like I bought a custom trophy a couple of years ago, and they have championship belts available there, and it was two fifty. Oh, that's not that's not as bad as I would thought. That's stiff though. I get that for a trinket. You know (laughs) what I mean? But if you can, I mean, if you can do it where it's a a yearly deal, maybe we should just maybe we should take like the midget calendar and pick just a regular show and make a championship belt that says like Deming Speedway August twenty (laughs) sixth. And then we just show up there every year on August 26th. <laughs> no. Okay. So if we're contributing this, if we're contributing this, that needs to be the shop talk race. There you go. We're going to call it the shop talk smackdown. Yeah. But I don't want to tell anybody about it until we show up at the race. <laughs> and then you can and then decide somebody what just place gets an actually gets the <laughs> Then somebody just gets a you special it. surprise. No, like when we show up, then we'll take the belt out and we'll talk about it and we'll just like steal a race. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is our race now. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Junior Sprint Heat Race number three. 
You are the champion. <laughs> Some little kid gets a belt that's bigger than their head. <laughs> what do we'll I do? We'll have to bring fireworks. And, oh, uh, there's gonna be fireworks. and in a trophy ceremony, another little kid runs out with a with a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> Mine. Does the crock chop runs off <laughs> from oh. the flag stand? The flying elbow. <laughs> Hey, Junior Sprints are getting paid money at Salem. Yeah, I just, uh, we posted something a little bit earlier there. Um, $200 to win every single Junior Sprint race, no matter car count. I want to see what their rules are. I'm bringing a Junior Sprint. Yeah, like if I, <laughs> can we hire Chance Crum to run a Junior <laughs> Sprint? You know what I know about Chance Crum? What's that? Wouldn't even need to ask. You just feel the Junior Sprint and all of that. Sudden, he'd just be there. I'm sure Probably. him and Kevin are already putting one together. <laughs> <laughs> 200 a night. Uh, here's, you know, talking about uh, this this weekend in Chico, and, and it was kind of cool that none of the California guys won. Granted, they're all... Not for lack of trying. They're all new, you know, kind of first time in the car type of deal, but Ooh. I mean... Well, Bernal's not unfamiliar with... No. Neither Bernal or, or Golubic's unfamiliar with... I think both of them have won. Well, Didn't Golubic win a prelim night at Chili Bowl? That sounds familiar. Yeah, well, that's and I mean. also, like, so he was... He was on the podium for the Four Crown Nationals Eldora. I didn't catch what yeah, class. Yeah, and Bernal is as one basically every non-wing race on the West Coast at this point in time and has dabbled in stuff like Power Eye and Indiana Speed Week and has been successful but there. The, so they both have the pedigree. Correct. And, and I mean, obviously, these guys were going to jump in and be fast, and they were right. fast. But um, Golbeck finished like, seven, eighth, ninth on Saturday night. But uh, second on, on... I think eighth. On the prelim night, right? Yeah, he was he was good. And well, then Bernal was second was, the other night. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they were up there, but it was kind of cool that we, you know. That we beat them. Yes. We, we did. Know. And sure, yeah, it's 30 to 1 or whatever, or 30, you know. That. Uh, but uh, it, it was just nice to see that where our talent level is at as a series. Indeed. And that was the big thing for me. Uh, Bernal, that car that he has, is actually going to get run a lot more than than what it sounds like it was originally. Which is cool because that was part of the idea of getting that was to showcase the focus stuff and then to have another car that could come out there. So it sounds like that car is going to be making more appearances over the back half of the year and back. I guess I can tell you we we impressed a lot of people with our racing down there. Nice and it was cool to see and and you know what I what I think would be a cool vision for the series and I don't know how well it would work championship belts at every race every race but no like if you got a really good California series of focus midgets. Oh, and then you get together like, and race again. Like, like in, we'll do Cottage Grove or Medford or... Or the 50 laps at Banks. Yeah, that would be really cool to yeah. get together and do like a battle at Banks. Um, the mean, battle at Banks. <laughs> the, the problem being there's only one, you know, Carla and Galen. Who's, Shh, well, California now has a Mike McClooney. That's Mike true. McClooney is the mover and shaker behind the 70, but behind that 73 midget okay. showing up. Uh, Mike is the former... The former USAC oh, yeah, he was national with, director of the Focus program, and I believe it's once they started moving towards that that HPD thing that he USAC wanted, he kind of went out. Um, has gone to California. He was working. Um, he's worked real closely with Calistoga okay. and the Abreu family. I know he was had his hands real deep. Focus in, midgets in Calistoga. Well, he was real deep in. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> he was real deep in the Louis Vermeil promotion gotcha. this year and stuff like that. So Mike is. I believe going to be 
California's version of a guy who makes things happen for that series it, down there because he believes in the platform and now has started to put his money where his, where his beliefs yeah. are and, and has put that 73 car underneath the Josh Ford stable. And they're so that's a premium car with a premium team and uh, the ability to attract big name drivers. I mean, JFM, Josh Ford Motorsports, uh, Bernal this weekend, but they've run. Tyler Walker, they've run Brian Clawson in their stuff yeah. before. They've run a lot they've got of all guys, the connections. a lot of talent, right? And so I, I think that's uh, and the Ford Focus, the the platform is so good as far as being inexpensive, um, because obviously there's obviously drivers down there. If there was 57 sprint cars, right? So how many guys would love to field a sprint car or have that talent, you know, but don't have the money to do it? Mm-hmm. Obviously. If there's 57 guys in sprint cars, there's a heck of a lot more that that the, aren't. Yeah, that, well, that makes sense. Yeah. California is just a weird rat bastard of open wheel racing right it, now. Oh yeah, it the, is. the the winged 360s are the only thing that's healthy by any stretch of the imagination. It seems to just go like the the winged to non-wing are okay like, as well. It, it just wing will be big, and then non-wing will be big, and then wing will be big. Um, so between the wingers and the non-wingers. Or if you prefer the wangers and the non-wangers, um, the, he uh, the wang. there isn't a whole lot of guys who are doing both, right? The, there, there's a divide, right? The, the wing guys don't take the wings off, really. The, the non-wing guys don't really put the wings on. So um, the 360 counts in both of those are okay. In yes. fact, they're really healthy in the, the wing 360s. They're building in the non-wing 360s. Uh, the 305 wing division is growing, right? And then you've got this weird bastardization of all these different classes from literally the tip of the state all the way to the bottom. Yeah. There's a wingless spec sprint. There's a wingless economy sprint. Well, yeah, that, what, what well that's kind of what uh, that's the reason we didn't bring our sprint car down is because the the wingless class that ran at Chico is basically our, the sportsman class they run at Skagit. But uh, starters and uh, no, two, has no two barrel, two barrel carb. carburetor. That was the okay. big problem. So there's one of them, and then All there's right. one that's got like starters and stuff like that in them. Neither mm-hmm. of them are, are really like a, a sportsman per se when you get down to the end of it. But they all do about the same thing, right? You still have wing four tens in the state. You have the non wing four tens yeah. down at the bottom. You've got BCRA midgets, which is an open midget. You've got this focus class down there that's been bouncing between that's been bouncing between Most of that's pavement. Been pavement. And dirt. Yeah, I was gonna say you have the BCRA midget lights, which is a twelve hundred series kind of, and then you have the California Lightning Sprints, which is a twelve hundred series, and they kind of run together sometimes, but then they mostly don't. And then like eight billion versions of a six hundred class and five thousand cage carts. And nobody can decide what's the best for everybody except for the wing 360 sprint cars, which are apparently the only open 360s left on the planet. And the only place you can run, it's California. Yeah. So the whole state's kind of messed up in, in its own weird I mean, form or function. I mean, but you compare it to a lot of places. Uh, I mean, you just look at the sheer size of California. It's no different than Washington and Oregon. Well, you know. You look at the uh, the sporties between Skagit and, and Oregon. All right, there's different rules there. Toss in Montana and Alberta, and there's different rules there too. Yeah. So yeah. if you're just looking at size, it's gonna come with the territory. But yeah, you'd you'd love to see more uniformity with that, um, because guys can run these more. Um, because there's a lot of places, you know, a lot of these guys are in it to make a little bit of money with sponsorships and stuff that's available. 
Um, I'm not saying anybody's getting rich off of it, but if somebody can go from running 15 shows a year to 20 and maybe squeak a, a few extra thousand out of every sponsor type deal, mm. um, there's, there's some benefit to it. And being able to run different tracks. There's a lot of places to race down there, that's for sure. Uh, while we're thinking of that, condolences out to the uh, the promoters and the family at it's Bakersfield Speedway. Yeah, that's daughter passed away in the Las Vegas shooting. She was at the at that concert, twenty year old daughter. So that's a very unfortunate. Terrible deal in our thoughts and T's and P's, thoughts <laughs> and prayers uh, going out to you guys. So world's a big scary place right now and it's nice that uh it's nice that we have the freedom to come in and, and talk about race cars and go out and do what we love and i'm glad to see that this violence hasn't extended into something like what we've got here you know the racetrack is still a safe haven for a lot of values and a lot of things that people are looking for these days where i mean uh, I have my own thoughts and, and theories on this, and it's probably a longer, bigger show than what we've got left for tonight. But, uh, but um, you know, the the racetrack is one of the last places where where everybody stands for the anthem, is God, and God is still welcome. You know what I mean? We we have an invocation, and everybody stands up and sings with the American national yeah. anthem, and a lot of the times, right? And that's a little chunk of Americana that's gone missing in a lot of places right now. And it's nice that we have racetracks that you can still go back to and and find that stuff if that's something that you're seeking i think a lot of it stems from um i mean if you want to call like let's let's call it the athletes just for a uniform um they're just normal people realistically yeah you know when the um when the the first wave of people taking a knee this year hit i saw uh, this gigantic flood of people going you spoiled millionaire. You make more money in a single game check than, than what I'll ever see in my lifetime. And I wanted to say to them, yeah, but the amount of money they make shouldn't be making a difference as far as this goes. We should be trying to throw our socioeconomic differences out the window. You know what I mean? Since, we, since we're into it, I guess I'll touch on it. Um, I don't like the method that they're choosing to show their unhappiness with what's going on in the world right now. I think I think our flag is to be respected. I think and it's a something that unites us as a country. So I don't like the method in which they're choosing to show their unhappiness with what the world is, but I respect their right to do it. But and you talk to soldiers, you talk to them and and a lot of them are divided. You'll get a 50-50 split. Some of them are don't respect my flag, and others are you know what I went and fought for your right to do what you're doing right now, right? And and they have every right to do that, um, you know. And and it's their method to get the most attention. It and is, it's, and it's that's working. their platform. And we're talking about it, absolutely, right? I, I'm listening, right? That that's the best I can say, right? This the this the discrimination and the things that they're talking about right now, I don't see it because I'm 34 years old and white. Uh, realistically, I am a 34-year-old middle-class white man. So a lot of the things that these people are running across and these people are feeling is not something that in my lifetime I ever anticipate coming across or really have had the opportunity to come across, right? But they're saying that they have. And I think it's my responsibility just to be a good person to listen and go, okay, what can we do better? So... There's my thoughts. Sorry to get all political on you guys. 
Um, but uh, two weeks from now, Caleb goes down to run Cottage Grove 360. I do, uh, weather permitting. Weather permitting. <laughs> Caleb bring- shits his pants weekend. Yeah, that'll be great. All I have to do is beat Roger Crockett and a whole bunch of other people with way more talent and experience than me. Right, but I you have know. beginner's luck on your side. <laughs> <laughs> well, they throw really big inverts at Cottage Grove. Okay, so, so we need a they have 50 like a car invert. <laughs> they have like a 12 invert there. Yeah, he and was supposed to be in cars the show, main. But, oh, yeah. I'll be taking the rookie flag and taking the back no matter how big the invert ends up being. Unless I magically am good at it, which we know is not going to happen. One of those like just weird experiences like, yeah, I couldn't really drive a Hornet, but yeah. put him in a 360. <laughs> I was, I was Terrible in a hornet, mediocre in a midget. You just needed the horsepower. Yeah, Yeah. maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, every time you got more power, you did better, right? I did. There you go. Now I'm making a big jump. Now I'm going from 150 horsepower to 700. Yeah, can we get a 410? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just don't let you can't hurt borrowed equipment, right? Do you guys want to? You want to break some more Caleb news? Here on this podcast, are you getting married? You're pregnant. No, dear Lord, no. If I ever try to do that again, just hit me. Um, so I made Thomas laugh. That's fantastic. I've never done that before. Uh, so everything, uh, everything goes right. Um, I think I've already told everybody that I've got my invite back for the Tulsa shootout, right? Ooh, I do have my invite back for the Tulsa shootout. So I'll be broadcasting that on the racing boys. Uh, Which was great last year. That was it. Was nice to hear a familiar, high pitched voice. Um, <laughs> as of our last <laughs> discussion, um, it sounds like sounds like I might have an invite for Chili Bowl. Ooh, that would be very exciting. So yeah, shop talk. And obviously, I'm not counting. You work with a team, so they need to fly us (laughs) all right. (laughs) So not counting my chickens. That that was just a very preliminary discussion. But uh, that would be super cool. Third week of January. If if you guys actually do like what I do, you might be able to hear me on the uh, Racing Boys Chili Bowl broadcast. That would be right. Well, and you got a lot of glowing reviews when you did the uh, the shootout, not just from local people. yeah, there's Saying like 13 people back in the Midwest that like me now, too. It's awesome. <laughs> Caleb's up to 14 people that like him. I know. Wait, which one of you three is the one? Oh, no, no. It's we're the that's dog. my mom. <laughs> okay. um, no, and, and yeah, I mean, it was like, it was a lot of fun to listen last year, and um, somehow you had more knowledge than them. I don't know how. <laughs> but no, it was it was good. It was just a good broadcast, and so I'm, I'm excited for that uh, again this year, and, and hopefully... Uh, Hopefully the chili bowl. It's coming quick. That's the scary thing, right? I mean, we're it's just around the corner. We're yeah. like two and a half months away from load-in day for the shootout. I got to start taking my cough drops now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start taking vitamin C. Uh, apparently zinc is some sort of a miracle cure for preventing Duly disease. Noted. Zinc does other stuff. Yeah, anyway, noted. I don't, somebody apparently started for birds and I don't know. I, ne- never mind. I got sick the other day and somebody said, oh, oh. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> Inside Shane and me joke that's really go. gross. No, We're not going to tell anybody else. <laughs> so, Ryan, you were saying. Long story. Hey, zinc to prevent colds. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, you can. Wait, there's another one. Um, you can take iron to help you uh, have more lucid dreams. So, these are just things that I know. Huh. Yeah. I Wow. Yeah. Garlic to help with weight loss. I, I take and like to keep f- vampires away. Yeah. To keep vampires <laughs> away. I, I take a fleet of pills every day just for fun. So really? Yeah. Yeah. Most of them suppositories so. weird. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know suppositories came in extra large. <laughs> Boy, I've really been pushing my luck this podcast. We should end it soon. Uh, um, we can talk about more things next week. I guess we can do episode 21 just to make Ryan happy. We'll, we'll, we will be back next week and we'll talk about racing related stuff. I don't think there's anything local to cover. 
So we'll have to actually talk about topics on things. <gasps> and it'll be Stuff weird. Stuff on so, things? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I'm cool with that. Um, so until next week, uh, Caleb Hart, Shane Smith, myself, Ryan Kelly. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Stay safe. Don't do drugs. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Shop Talk. Shop Talk is a Crab Flake Studios production brought to you by Lewis Nutter Trucking, Subway, Paul Spencer Insurance, Highline Performance, Jerry Smith Chevrolet of Anacortes, Walker Racing Development, Five Point Media, and DLH Racing Products.